0: Association. 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 Association.
1: That was such uber ponage. Hello, fellow nerds. Welcome to the Nerd Association podcast from the WBNS FM studios in Columbus, Ohio. I'm your host, Mark Finch. And I'm your other host, Daniel
2: Barnett. And uh, we are here today to talk about a hotly anticipated crossover between two of my personal favorite brands, and we'll get to that in a moment. But because we are not necessarily the most qualified folk to talk about uh, video games, which is what we're going to be jumping into, we have brought an expert on today. Uh, We have Tyler Trollinger. He's one of the hosts of the Video Game Club podcast by Chew. He's also part of the IGDB, the Internet Games Database, and so we consider him to be Friend of the show and expert on video games, Tyler, thanks for uh, joining us for the first time today.
0: Wow, what an introduction. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I don't I don't know if I would consider myself an expert, but I do appreciate you saying that. Well, the, it makes me feel really good. The internet <laughs> says you are, so you
2: know, if the internet says <laughs> it, it must be true, right? At,
1: at the very least, you're a nerd, so nerd association, that works <laughs> very out. Very true.
2: And of course, <laughs> as you know, nerd is not a dirty word on our podcast, so... You know, this is returning a favor. I was on the Video Game Club podcast a little while back to talk about Metroid Prime, and at the time we said we got to have you on Nerd Association. And I don't know if any games have come out in the interim that had, I think, the requisite hype for us to talk about them. At least, well, Elden yeah. Ring probably. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> but at least uh, <laughs> we could. I guess we could have you back on to talk about Elden Ring, though. That would mainly just be you talking for an hour, I think.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't think anybody wants that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and of course, you know, here on Nerd Association, at least for, for Chops and I, like, we're happy to do our sort of um, casual, uh, I think of video games as being more of a casual drug, whereas you're like mainlining it when you play Elden yes. Ring, right? So, Ironically, oh, yeah.
1: our first episode ever was video games. That's true. Animal Crossing, though. Yeah. I,
2: I could talk confidently about Animal Crossing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, we
2: have talked, you know what the deal is, so Tyler, take it away.
0: Yes. So what do you think of when I say,
2: this is a very niche intro, but I will say, even in my limited experience, it makes me think of Lego video games, which in, in days gone by, you didn't have voice actors coming in and, and performing the voices. They just had, you just had folks. Go, mm, mm.
1: It also reminds me of Charlie <laughs> Brown a little bit, yeah, a little bit <laughs> like the teacher's <laughs> voice.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so we are here today to talk about the Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga video game. This is one that I've played some Lego games in the past and we'll get into that. And obviously big fans of Star Wars here on Nerd Association. But this oh, yeah. this crossover you know, I heard a little bit about it and then all of a sudden it was like the internet was on fire in anticipation for this game. So where, where are you on that? Were you When you heard this was coming out,
0: yeah. it's been, I think, a couple of years ago now. What was mm-hmm. your excitement level? So a little background on me and LEGO games. I've played almost every Traveler's Tales, uh, which is the company that uh, makes the games, uh, LEGO game, even like the ports, like the Game Boy Advance ports and stuff like that. So I've been playing since the original uh lego star wars and i actually even played some of their earlier games they did a toy story game uh that was on sega super nintendo and pc that was very very good and i highly recommend anyone checking it out like it's it's awesome did they do the Um, toy
1: story 2 game sorry to interrupt you but i remember playing toy story no they did they did okay i played that one that was a good game i did like that yeah also very good
0: So I've been playing the Lego games for a while, so, you know, uh, I think I've played almost every one except the Incredibles one, and there's no reason why I haven't played that. I just haven't gotten to it yet, but yeah, this game was announced at E3 uh, 2019. There was a lot of hype for it because I think this is obviously like, you know, Star Wars, right? Lego, two brands that coming together is just mm, so great, and this was where they kind of started with this formula that everyone's come to know and and love from their games uh, with Lego Star Wars and then they had um, the original trilogy after that and they eventually made a Clone Wars one and then they made a complete the complete saga which now this is like even more complete than what that was but yeah it was announced a couple years ago as soon as it was announced I was so excited I think I I legit shed a tear at the trailer Because I was just so... This was a very exciting time for Star Wars for me. Um, I was starting to get into some comics and stuff around this time around Star Wars as well. And so I was very, very excited about it. And I love it so far. Absolutely love it.
2: Yeah. We always like to start with, you know, how did you get into whatever it is? In this case, Lego games. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll be honest. I had played way back in the day. 99... Ninety-eight, ninety-nine, one of the lego pc games but i never had a computer that was powerful enough to run it so it was always like <laughs> you know it would just like skip between things and so i was like okay fine never did that i had a the wii version of the clone wars that somebody let me borrow and i think i played a few missions in that and for whatever reason never got back into it and so again at first i didn't have a ton of anticipation for this game just because i hadn't i didn't have the history with it hmm so when tw- and I was aware of it when it was announced in 2019 but again didn't really hit like it didn't grab my heartstrings the way it grabbed yours and then it was like in the last month and a half I started seeing all these previews of people who got to play the game early and the trailers looked so good and of course they have voice actors in this one which is something that's pretty new and not just voice actors but the voice actors who portrayed the animated characters in a lot of cases not in every case but in a lot of cases
1: and on that note, real voice actors, which we're a real proponent of on yes. this show, hire voice actors to do voice acting. LeBron James can play yes. basketball. <laughs> just let him do that. He doesn't need to be on in an animated or video game thing just to sell it. Let the voice actors do it because they know how to voice act.
2: Yeah. And in this case, the the voice actors that have portrayed a lot of these characters in animation. So even better, right? Right. Oh, Yeah. So so and I know that takes away the sort of mumble mode thing which by the way that was the reference for those who didn't catch it was but that they they did include mumble mode in this game for the for the old school enthusiasts. Uh, and Chops, they did. is it fair to assume you've never played a Lego game? You did play Toy Story 2. Yes,
1: I did play Toy Story 2. No, I'm I'm familiar with them and uh, that was when you said this and I then I like looked into it like what new Lego Star Wars is coming out and it was it was the the Skywalker saga which at first made me think of like, cause I thought of the the new trilogy, and I was like, oh, they kind of made the new trilogy. And then when I looked into it more, I was like, no, they've already made video games about the new. Tri- this is all nine of them right. put together, and that's where that was like my first thing is like, okay, so is this a like a straight remake? Is it a port of things? And like, b- based on what I can see, the the gameplay is different enough that these would be considered different games.
2: Yes, it obviously. Oh, the, yeah. the source material is right. the same, of course. But yeah, I mean, I I didn't play the complete, the complete series or the complete saga, but I did look into the same question: is this the same kind of is this the same kind of thing? Because we and, talked
1: about the pod racing game, which was basically just here's the old pod racing game.
2: Yes, it was, but that was explicitly like <laughs> right. we're just we're just porting it. We're not even remastering it. Still was excited about it. Can't can't lie. <laughs> But yeah, I guess so. My first question for you, Tyler, is like, for those who are uninitiated, how does this compare to the previous Star Wars games? And and for those that have already been covered, uh, you know, the movies that have already been covered by a Star Wars game, it doesn't seem to be a rehash. What's your take?
0: Yeah. So this is a complete, I would say, almost reimagining of or like reboots of like what they've always wanted those games to be. So you know, like I mentioned before, so the first one was Lego Star Wars, and that, that covered um, episodes 1 through 3. And then they had the original trilogy that was uh, 4 through 6. And then they, they didn't release, so they had a Lego Force Awakens game, but they didn't do the the future episodes for some reason. I don't know why, and it could be that they were making this, so that, so that's why right. uh, they decided not to do that. This this game is like it takes it does take pieces from those older games, um, but it it completely like spins it on top of its head. Like it's it's totally different. Um, for one, this one has like a massive open world that you can go to. The other Lego games are more they have levels, but there's like a hub area right. that usually you can like there's some light exploration in there, some like little things that you can do. But for the most part, it's just levels where there's collectibles and things like that. This game, it's like no no no. Like it has that, but then it has these massive hubs and the Galaxy, The it has this whole map of the Galaxy and once you unlock it, you can go like anywhere and there's tons of collectibles, tons of things to see um, and they've added so much. Like it's not just like, oh, it's a new engine and so like things look better and, and you know, it's on new hardware and so it's updated. But there's just a ton of stuff there that is just so different than what they did in the past and I really, really hope that I don't know if you guys... I, I, I know you guys are big Lord of the Rings fans. I really hope LEGO Lord of the Rings gets the same treatment. If you haven't played that game, I, I would I would highly recommend it. It's still really good. Well, you, um, you, and you really have a hard time
2: finding it now because of all the licensing issues. Uh, yes so there's a whole history there if you're interested in laying that out there that like lord of the rings lego is one of those because of licensing hiccups now you just can't get it unless they decide to do it again essentially
1: jeff bezos was able to pay for the licensing for the new show why don't you just fork over the check okay yeah.
0: yeah i'll get
2: right back to you on that (laughs)
0: yeah so yeah Lego's Lord of the Rings I bought a physical copy recently that's the best way to play it if you can find a physical copy uh, for a console that you own but besides that yeah it's very hard to get because of licensing issues same with uh, the Hobbit as well I Mm -hmm. think but yeah this is to me this is like if this is Traveler's Tale's like next step in the Lego games that they're going to make I'm extremely excited for all future games if that's the case because this is next level for them well and it's worth
2: sort of pausing on this game for just a moment and talking about the fact that lego crossover media has become a huge thing in the last several years Uh, you know in a way that 15 years ago it would have been considered very niche to be playing a lego game licensed with some other property right now because of the lego movie and because of lego batman and things like that like it's mainstream, essentially, Pete, and you have in those movies, again, major actors voicing the characters. A lot of people would, even who aren't necessarily die hard even Lego fans, would consider those among some of their favorite films, at least in the sense of being a lot of fun.
1: Those games have also been around long enough, too. The Lego games that, like, they're just a part of, like, if you know anything about video games, you know that they exist. So it doesn't seem as much like a cash grab. Type like movie tie-in type game anymore, which you kind of get. And after the Lego Movie, there were a few movies that felt like that, where they were just trying what What thing can we say <laughs> is a movie now? But Lego seems to have this like, I guess, um, legitimacy in other media. Sure, to say yeah, Lego things are real entertaining pieces,
2: and are now in a position to not just be cult favorites, but but you know, legitimate mainstream
0: games that can be taken seriously
1: possibly the definitive game on the star wars skywalker That's saga what a lot
0: of people are saying yeah <laughs> I, th- I think there's an argument to be made that travelers tales took movie tie-in games that were happening that were kind of just like pushed you know rushed out just okay let's hurry up and get this out so it kind of gets released around the same time as the movie so we get sales you know stuff like that and they took that and they were like no no this can be done in a really good way so yeah let's let's do that and I think because it's Lego and because of the style that it's in, I think they have a bit more freedom than, than you know, if they tried to make like a realistic game, right?
1: I was going to say that when I was looking at like the trailer and the gameplay, and I was familiar with it, um, but I've never really like played through any of the Lego games. But the idea that they can take Star Wars and they definitely inject a lot more humor into it and make it just kind of a, a lighter, a lighter affair. And you can't do that with Star Wars if you're making, even if it's. Clearly, like, this is not really a part of the real thing. Like, people are going to try to, like, you know, the the weird ideas of, like, what's canon, what's not. But with Lego, there's so much separation that these are Lego characters and everything in the world is Lego blocks that they have this license to just kind of do whatever they want with it and just follow the general timeline of the Star Wars story.
2: Oh, yeah. Star Wars is a franchise that takes itself so seriously and the fans take very seriously. And, I, and I'm among them that that take it seriously right. and enjoy it. That said, I think you would find about half of the fan base is willing to make fun of it and about half isn't. But most people would be able to agree on Lego Star Wars being allowed to do it. And you're right. It is a very specific thing that that these these games can get away with that you almost can't get away with in any other way.
1: Like the Clone Wars, that animation is unique and you know what it is. And so you know when you're looking at it that this is part of that. That world of Star Wars, but then they they roped that into the actual continuity. If you tried to make like a slapstick version of that show or a movie in that style, oh, people would lie. not have it. Yeah,
2: and I, and I mean, again, for good reason, I suppose. But but yeah, it is just it's it's unique among. among in the end,
1: Star Wars should be fun, guys. We can have some yeah. fun with it. <laughs>
2: it's interesting, Tyler. You brought up the open world too. It's all these days you can't get taken seriously as a video game in in some not every respect but most major video games now have that open world portion because you just almost have to in order to be taken seriously as a game and yeah I, and that was striking about this
0: yeah it's become kind of like a staple in the industry like it's also becoming like this whole like oh how big is this world right and, right and stuff like that i think we're starting to see that though in the in the gaming industry is kind of that pendulum swing the other way the new Assassin's Creed of Valhalla, like a lot of people were like, yeah, this, like I'm never going to finish this game. The world's just like way too big, sure. there's way too much to do. Like it's, I'm just never going to be able to finish it. And I think with the new, the new horizon that came out as well, people have been saying the same thing. So I think we're starting to see like the pendulum shift a little bit where people are like, well, I don't need like a massive like checklist of things to do. I, I really just kind of need, you know, like some interesting things here or there where I can get lost if I want to. Sure. And I think, Skywalker Saga does a really good job of that balance because the, the areas that you go to aren't massive to where you'll get lost, but they're they're just big enough to where you can go and like try to discover something or go like look for something.
1: Another aspect of video games that's been really popular, So I, and I don't know the answer to this one, I'm just asking it, the online gameplay, because when looking through the gameplay, like just videos of somebody playing through it, there seems to be a lot of cooperative switching characters or that there's other characters. Is there an online component to this?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I actually don't know, because I, I, uh, I usually play these games solo or, or local, yeah, like we're, co-op, so we're, I'm I'm not sure. It's myself. also
2: worth noting for those who are uninitiated, this game came out two days ago as of time of recording, so the only... <laughs> I, yes. I, you and I, Tyler and I, have had a very limited amount of time to play through some of it. Of course, you're talking about there's a lot of people who have played through it and, and posted videos and mm-hmm. things to the, the amount that they were able to or allowed to. My understanding is that there's not online co-op and that that was something that, that was ditched because they already had enough on their plate. Okay. My understanding, and I haven't done this yet, is that there is local co-op yes. that can be played you know, with you and a friend. It
1: looks like it's definitely made for some sort of co-op. Yes.
2: And I think yes. that's something I haven't gotten a chance to get into yet, but, th- but find very intriguing, especially because I've played through episode one and episode four just because I wanted to try to get as complete of a an experience as I could. Oh. And episode one is, you know, a a huge portion of that is Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Yep. Going in tandem and doing missions. And so the idea that like, oh, I could have my bud sit down and we could play through as those two characters, like, that's pretty cool. And there's a lot of that in Star Wars where you have kind of buddies that pair off and go do missions. It's neat to think like, oh, I could play through some of that with a friend.
0: Yeah, these games are really really good games to play with another person for sure it's it is a bummer if if that's true you know that online co-op isn't there that is a, a bummer but yeah they, they lend really well because of all the characters and because of like i think almost every mission you have it you can switch at least between another character yeah so it lends itself really well like even when you're just like c3po and r2d2 mm-hmm. you know they're not super exciting characters but but they are always
2: in a pair yeah. and it's fun to play them together <laughs> exactly exactly
1: Daniel, you mentioned episode one being a lot of Obi Wan, Qui Gon, Jin running around, especially early on, yeah, yeah. And I mean that happens in the movie, but obviously not. You know, it's not the whole focus of what's going on in the movie. So I wonder, like, how closely does do these games from the past, and uh, as much as you've played through this one, that do they follow the the Star Wars story like strictly? And how much is additional stuff? And then how much, like, do they do any big beats? That are different, or do they at least try to stay very close to the the big beats of the story of Star Wars?
2: My my first impressions are the big beats are all the same. Mm. I will say caveat for people who could sit and quote the Star Wars movies: a lot of the the dialogue is pretty compressed to get you to the point more quickly. So if you have You know, again, if you're a person who could sit there and quote along with the movies, you will find that you cannot do that super well with these games. And that a lot of the time, um, I'll give you an example Qui Gon goes into Watto's shop to try to find parts for the Queen's ship. And there's, you know, there's that scene. There's the scene where they talk to Anakin and his mother. And. There's the scene. Then they go back to the shop, and then there's the scene in the uh, the hangar with the pods, where he makes the bet to win Anakin's freedom, and that's all compressed into one like sixty second piece bit of dialogue. Right. And so it's it's not that I it's not a criticism as much as it is, it's different because they put less emphasis on those beats and more on the gameplay portion. So if you're
1: expecting, which makes to, sense, yeah. If you're expect- you can watch the movie if you want to watch the movie. Right.
2: If you're expecting <laughs> to go in and just be rewatching the movie, no, it's not that experience, but probably better for it.
0: Yeah, I will say that. Um, so it does a really good job of if you are one of those people who like know all the quotes and everything, it does a good job of entertaining you along the way because there's a lot of little Easter eggs and little things that happen in the background. Absolutely. Or like, you know, like um, let's see. I did. I started Empire Strikes Back last night and when you're in the cave and Luke has to reach for his lightsaber, he first grabs like a bone and then like a a wrench and then like finally his (laughs) lightsaber, you know, and it hits him in the face. And it's just like kind of funny. So there's a lot of stuff like that. The older games, they followed the story more to a T actually, but it it wasn't, it wasn't exactly word for word. Um, But I think they, they hit the bit like more of the beats, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, This one, it, it does hit the big beats. You're right. And it does a really good job of that and of like still telling you that story. And I feel like even if you weren't a huge fan of the source, like if you, maybe you saw star Wars, you know, once or something, I think you would still enjoy it and you would under, you would be able to follow what's, what's going on. Yeah. But it's, it's a little different than the older games, but I, I think it's better for it.
2: And, and I would say t- to that point, like the Skywalker saga game assumes you've seen the movies and that's not a bad assumption to make. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's you. It, this yeah. this game assumes that it's not your first blush of the Star Wars series, and that's yeah. again, this, that's a fair assumption to make when you have a game like yeah. this. There are sometimes in a piece of media where you can't make that assumption, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about that a lot with Star Wars television. There's some, most of the time it, it assumes you haven't seen, except for the you know the nods for for like big nerds, but a lot of the time it assumes you haven't seen and gives you explanations of things. But no, like you should have seen the movies before you you played this game, and that's okay. It's okay to do that in a game.
0: Yeah, and also like even playing the previous games, there's a lot of little Easter eggs from that too. yeah, like little things that were in there that you're like, oh yeah, I remember that from the you know from the first game and stuff like that. So that was that's also really nice. They have uh, there's some Easter eggs of the game covers
1: in the game as well, which is kind of a nice little nod. Anything that's different that you prefer that you wish that should be in the movie that should be the canon version of it. <laughs> no, nothing I can think of, no, because <laughs> it's it's just so ridiculous,
0: you right. know. Like they do just the silliest things just for you know just for comedic effect. So yeah, yeah. I mean, Daniel, is there anything? I'm, think I'm thinking real. I'm thinking
2: really hard about that. I can't, not off the top of my head, I can't come up with anything where I'm like, oh, I wish it were actually, because so much of what's different is almost slapstick.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, so what about a mission that would be like an additional scene that could maybe add an even a better, an action thread in there?
0: Yeah, I can, I can think. So like, um, in The Empire Strikes Back, you're, you're on Hoth and- uh, Han has to like try and get these satellites lined up so that they can like find Luke's position. Yeah, and uh, it was it was it, it was actually like pretty cool like that whole that whole mission that plays out like how you do that. So I don't I don't remember that from the movie. I mean I haven't seen it in sure. a while. Yeah, yeah but... no,
2: you're 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 correct that that isn't in the movie. I there chops to that point. I think there are neat little you do get to spend more time in the worlds than right. you do in the uh, movies. Yeah. Because of the open play aspect, even when you're just trying to complete the the missions, the story missions, something we haven't talked about yet, but I would sort of give as a as an answer to your question in a roundabout way. So put a pin in it. Tyler, what do you have in your brain? The official count of how many characters you can play as in this game? Because <laughs> I've oh, seen yeah. I've seen different numbers. Oh, yeah.
0: Do you have the, the official so, good number? Oh, yeah. So there's three hundred and eighty in the game so far. Oh, so, I'll, okay, a little a little bit on that. There's 380, and I say so far, and that's because they've they released character packs. Like uh, DLCs. Lego games. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I bought the deluxe edition because big fan over here, you know, shedding the tear during the trailer. I mean, likewise, um, I did
2: too. For 10 bucks more, yeah. you may as
0: well, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but there's 380 so far. I imagine they're going to release uh, a few more packs, and so that number will get a bit higher. Just to compare that, though, to the Complete Saga. So this was like what we knew of before this game was announced, like, okay, this is all we're getting Lego star Wars. There was 128.
2: So it's a big jump. So quite, quite the yeah. difference. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. so with that
2: in mind, coming back to your question, when you're playing the game, there'll be places where you like essentially uh, slot back into the story. And it's like, are you ready to get back? Like go to the main story and you, you know, hit yes. In the times in between those, For the most part, you can rotate in and out different characters that you've unlocked. And especially if you purchase the DLC, a lot of those characters are available on day one, right? Even though you've not unlocked Mm -hmm. them through any story mode. So a thing that's kind of fun is like even in episode one, you could swap out most of your team for, say, characters from the Mandalorian and be running around Mos Espa trying to find, you know collectibles and things like that as Din, Jaren and queel and things like that and then of course you go to the place it's like do you want to continue the main story and it swaps your roster back to who the people would be
1: are there certain things that you can only get to if you pick the correct character with a certain capability
2: yes exactly right um, they they have character classes essentially that have special abilities and and yeah if you want to get to some of the unlockables in particular uh not main story yeah. stuff they give you the characters you need for that but for a lot of the unlockables, yeah, you have to have a bounty hunter or you have to have a protocol droid because they have these or a, a, a junker. Why can't I think of it? Jawa. Uh, no, the, the like the, the class. scavenger scavenger. Thank you. They have special abilities just off the top of the head that like, oh, yeah, the, the bounty hunter can do extra damage to things. The scavenger can climb on netting protocol droids mm-hmm. can split themselves in half and so they can get into smaller areas, which is a funny thing to think of like C-3PO becoming like solid snake and like stealthing into a place. 1.53 no
1: we'll 1. C 1.5PO. There we go. <laughs> All right, yeah. It, it was a tortured way to get to the joke, but I'll take it. I'll take the joke. <laughs> so in that way,
2: it's you know, um, Dave Filoni and John Favreau have talked about the Mandalorian as being like pulling out their old Star Wars action figures and crashing them together and seeing what sticks. And in that way, you kind of get to do that with this game. Cause you can pull yeah. in characters and
0: have them explore
2: areas that you would never, ever get to see them do on the big screen.
0: Yeah. And I would say it encourages that too, quite a bit. Yeah. The, the way that the, the loop works, uh, and this has just been like almost every Lego game is like, you'll, you'll play the story mission, right. With the characters that you're supposed to be at that time. And then when you, once you beat it once you, you unlock this thing called free play, which means you can go back to it. And there's some like little collectibles and, and there's, there's this one thing that this game does that the other games haven't done yet called where they broke up the True Jedi mode, and it is a huge improvement, I think, to do that instead of having... Basic, okay, I'll dive really quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Explain what's the True Jedi, Jedi mode. Yeah. So, okay. So um, what True Jedi is, and they, they call it different for each different LEGO game, is um, you have to get a number of... They're called studs, but they're basically just coins, but they're LEGO studs in this one. And you have to get a certain amount, and if you do, if you fill up this huge bar... Um, then you get, uh, it was in the past, it was like a red brick or golden brick, I think. And this one, they're Kyber bricks. Um, and the Kyber bricks allow you to do like some other stuff. Uh, but this one, they have it broken into three sections. So it's like gray, blue, and purple or something, but it's just, it's still a bar. They just broke it up into thirds and you get a ky- Kyber brick for each section that you do. Uh, and the old ones, it was all or nothing. It's just like, well, you have to get them all or not. And so, right. A lot of the times I found myself like the first time you play the level, you're like, all right, I don't want to have to go back and get all these studs. So you would just like really focus on destroying anything you can to get as many of these studs as you can so that the bar fills up. But they, they broke that out and I really like that. But the thing I was going to say about the characters is like, it's the way that the loop works is that you'll play a level with the characters that you have, and there will be some stuff that you cannot get to. And that's by design because they want you to come back with these other characters that you've unlocked that have these special abilities to do that thing so that you can get this like they have these things called mini kits which are basically like little tiny lego things that you build for each level like and small they're, they're versions kind of, of ships usually yeah yeah they're in like six pieces i think but you know for, for, to collect some of those you'll have to go back and play the level and so they kind of encourage that hey revisit and also like make it silly and just be whoever you want you don't have to be darth maul right if you if you go back you can be kylo ren as long as it's like a, a sith right or right. something
2: yeah it, it's a it's a really neat mechanic, and this game is one of those where like legitimately a child could play it and have a good time. Mm-hmm. and and you know, it's not that it's I haven't found it to be particularly challenging. But I don't think that's why you play a game like this, right? I don't play a game like this to be challenged. I play it for all the warm fuzzies that it gives me thinking about <laughs> playing with Star Wars you know, Legos back in the day. Absolutely. And getting to see all these figures go out and do this stuff. And there is a, there is an aspect of exploration, though, for the most part, I wouldn't say that like the levels are screen accurate, to, to what you see in the movie, but it doesn't. Again, I don't. I don't expect that of this. I think it's neat that they take their. They take all the right cues, but they put their own spin I like, on it.
1: I like the Lego stuff they use with it too. There was one scene when I was looking at some gameplay where there was fire, and it was it was little Lego pieces yeah. just moving. So anything that's bigger <laughs> than like they do the sparks for like the lightsabers hitting, but anything that's big enough, they'll do their best to make that an actual Lego piece, and I think that's fun. You mentioned uh, the Dave Filoni world, and and. This kind of is an offshoot of my, my other question, but will it go the other way? Because this world is a bigger and open. Do you think there's any sort of roadmap they'll ever take from the Lego world and use that as a starting point for a scene or something they're going to put into a live-action Star Wars thing as it gets a bigger universe on Disney Plus and so forth?
2: That's a really good <laughs> question, Chops. Because and Tyler, I want you to weigh in on this, but I'll give you a chance to think about it because I'm going to be just letting (laughs) the verbal diarrhea happen right now. Um, Sure. I think because these games cover territory that has been so well tread, as far as the movies go, right? And there's even been Lego versions of these movies before. Right. So we're 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 getting a game of telephone at this point. I would think that it would be hard to imagine... Filoni and Favreau taking lifting any things out of the the Lego games as direct inspiration, except for the idea that you could they could be like, well, what would happen if we took these characters and they pull out their little mini Lego minifigs <laughs> and like they go to Hoth or they go to you know, Coruscant uh-huh. or whatever? I kind of don't think so, but I also think in the way that this game is in the spirit of the way they seem to write Star Wars yeah they're spiritual cousins mm. i don't know about direct inspiration and it'll be interesting to see if they ever make a, a star wars lego or lego star wars mandalorian or a lego star wars you know for the future shows that are coming up it'll be interesting to see if they decide to go that route tyler what do you think are are, are feloni and favreau well, pulling stuff from lego
0: <laughs> i don't think they are um but it sounds like you were trying to pitch a, a lego version of marvel's what if and yeah, I I I don't know I don't know if I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> but, um, one thing that I am a fan of, though, that they did was, and uh, I I'm a big child, so uh, keep that in mind whenever I say this. But they did they made the show called Droid Tales. Yeah. Have you have you guys seen? Yeah, that? I, I'm
2: fam- well. I'm familiar with the the old one.
0: Okay. The really so old like one. A, okay, so this is like a oh right, so this is like a newer one that's Lego. Okay. And. Yeah, you can see they took a lot from the games for that, like a lot of the little like funny things that happen and stuff like that when you're when you're playing through the levels. They they took a lot of that and a lot of that spirit when they made that. So there's definitely that direction, but that direction like already exists, right, with like the Lego Batman stuff and the sure. Lego movie and and all that. But yeah, I don't I don't I don't see it happening where someone you know tries to like oh well what if we put these characters here and and what would happen? Um, but I mean who knows. Again, I think it's definitely in
2: the spirit of the way that they that that Filoni and Favreau have approached Star Wars, which is like, hey, let's create a situation where we can put these characters together that you might not expect. That's a good question. My brain hurts right now because I'm like, are they ever? Probably not. But like, do Filoni and Favreau (laughs) sit down with Lego Star Wars and like. Play co-op? I mean, maybe.
1: Try to make their own. I'd love
2: to imagine that.
1: (laughs) It's like a Joey Phoebe episode. Yeah. They're not supposed to be together.
2: (laughs) Something else that has been really cool about this game and that I've seen a lot of people pleasantly surprised by is there are quite a few instances where you can pilot ships out in space. The Lego Star Wars versions of the ships, right? And a a very extensive list of those ships. And so it's neat that as you approach each new mission, you start in space and you have to guide the ship in to the planet and you have to like pick your port and like, you don't have to actually land it, but you have an opportunity to fly around this the space around given planets and there's a lot of times where they'll be like if you want something else to do here's a dog fight you can get involved in over here or you actually
1: get that like three-dimensional movement of like a spaceship yeah right yeah and i
2: had to invert my my um yaw and pitch because i'm one of those people (laughs) (laughs) yeah because i was i was like this isn't right i know that they're making this to be more intuitive again for people who aren't necessarily you know video game enthusiasts hobbyists nerds whatever you want to say and i wouldn't consider myself hardcore but enough to enough to know when you're flying a ship there's a there's a way the stick is supposed to work <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad to hear that i wasn't the only one.
0: Oh no no you weren't but i i yeah the the ship battles i think it's the first time I don't think they had them in the first two that I remember, at least fondly. I know I know they're apparent in this sure. one. Like, they, they show up quite a bit, and, and you're right, they do fly around. There's also, like, little collectibles as well. Right. Yeah, space, you get to do free play crazy. in the ships,
2: too, yeah. And, yeah, and, and that, really cool. I will say, too, as far as that goes, I would favorably compare this to something like Rogue Squadron for the quality of the... There's not... It's not... Yeah not as much of it obviously it's not because it's not exclusively in starships but i would make that as a favorable comparison rogue squadron being the n64 game that where you got to fly the ships in the space missions and do the death star run and all that kind of stuff Um, yep but i would say that you know i felt i felt that (laughs) when i I was doing the death star trench run i was like okay yeah i
0: can feel this yeah and whenever you you do the part where you have to like uh put the little torpedoes down all the, like the four little things or right. whatever, you know what I'm talking about? On that yeah, level. Yeah. yeah. It felt very much like rogue squadron. Yeah.
1: Does the Lego format ever hold them back or do they do a good job of not working themselves into corners where it becomes something that eh, it's a little incapable of looking right in this world? I would, I'm asking the tough questions ahead. today.
2: I would say that, okay, Lego star Wars models are some of the most accurate and complex models you can buy for Lego. Okay. You can buy yeah. very expensive versions of like Star Destroyers or the Death Star or the Millennium Falcon that are, I would say the Millennium Falcon, like I forget what the collector series model is called in Lego. It I would call it screen accurate. It's also got like many thousands of pieces in it. So yeah. to your question, because Lego... Has spent so much time translating Star Wars into Lego, I think they nail it, because they can get uh, pretty complex in, yeah. in that way. And this game, a lot of people have have lauded it for everything's made of Lego, which in some cases that hasn't been in some games that hasn't been the case where everything's made of Lego. But like literally everything is made of Lego, and most of it's very complex in the in the process.
0: No, I completely agree. They do a really good job. Like the only thing that isn't Lego is like the floor. And that's kind of Yeah, that's there. true. Like but like, even, you know, but, like the But even the floor makes you dirty running around yeah. in it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, or when you're on Hoth and like you get snow on your Legos. Yeah. And stuff. Aren't they like so cool?
1: Don't the figures chip as you play along with them? I read that. They get worn. Yeah, like they're supposed to be like that's the the, is the conceit that like they are Legos. Right. That's the like wrapping your head around that. When I read that, I was like, oh yeah, because they're supposed to be Lego figures. So it's almost like imagine it like you're yeah, like you said, kids smashing their figures together. It's it's almost it kinda is that. Yeah. And then it's just put into a cinematic lens. It is. It's 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 absolutely and it's
0: like gorgeous too, somehow. Like they they made it look just Phenomenal uh, in in game. I are you? I don't know what version you're playing, Daniel, but but the Xbox version at least, like it just looks beautiful.
2: I mean, I'm playing it on the Switch because that's the only console I own. Uh, because again, okay. I'm a I'm I'm not a pro gamer. I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a noob.
0: Do you, do you feel like it still looks? It holds oh, up. Oh, well? yeah, I think it looks great.
2: Yeah, I think it looks great. I mean, it. Uh, you know, I'm also not going to be playing it on like a 4K television or anything. So if sure, <laughs> it's not like my hardware is really holding me back. No, I do think it looks. I agree with you. It's weird how it can both look like Lego, which you don't think of as something that gives you like high res capability, but it does. It it yeah. <laughs> it looks great. Yeah, it it's really only the only, the, only the figures, only the figures, really. And it's not even that they don't look good; it's that they look like Lego figures. Which but yeah, I was supposed exactly. to yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: It's neat too. You know, we talked about all the the figures that like, yeah, different models fit into like the classes that are there, but each character has their own unique thing. It's not like oh, yeah. if I play like luke versus han and they're both in the hero class they just do exactly the same stuff no they have their own unique things that they do even like uh to we use the example of mandalorian characters like they have different weapons that work differently they're not Mm -hmm. just like oh i well that's this is what bounty hunter and that's a bounty hunter so they just have all the same moves
0: one thing i do want to plug yeah while you're bringing this up is uh there's this guy on youtube his name's snazzy s and he has ranked every single character from the complete saga. <laughs> like, all 128. So, like, this is the hun- like right. worst character. This is the best character based on their abilities and stuff like that. And I really hope he does one for this game once all the characters come out. Because I think it would be really amusing. I mean, it um, would be
2: great to watch. It sounds exhausting to do.
0: <laughs> it's. I mean, it's like a three-hour long video, I think, already. So, yeah. But well, well worth. Well worth watching. That's amazing. Uh, but it is cool how the characters, like, they you know that they can be like kind of you said like han and luke are both like hero characters but they're they're they still have like a different class like they they still act and behave very differently and and even like using someone like leia she gets a gun as well and using yeah. a blaster and using leia versus han is also very different even though they both like their main weapon is like a blaster but right. still the, the the things that they can do and stuff like that um i'm curious Daniel, because I know you, you played, like, a little bit. I'm curious what you think of, like, the little mini games that you have to do to, like, unlock doors and things like that. Have those become tiresome to you yet, or?
2: No, I I, I like
0: it. I mean, it
2: it's, but it's also nice that
0: they're not, they're truly
2: mini games. Yeah. They make me, they're like a Mario Party or a where maybe even is better to. Mm-hmm. No, I don't find them tiresome. I, I I think it's nice to give that element of you actually have to do something to hack into this door or you actually have to do something to like get the code that you have to put in on another terminal to unlock something. I
0: know. I like yeah. that. Do you do you find it to be tiresome? I like st- started to like initially because the it was just the R2D2 one over and over again, like we sure. like, rotate stuff. But then once they introduced the other ones, I was like, oh, OK, I see. Like this is just like a nice little mini game in here and. You know, it, there is some challenge in like figuring out okay, what's the most efficient way I can do this? Like with the R two D T one, for example. Right. The other ones are kind of like you know DDR or some form of like memory game. Right. Um. But but no, I was just I was just curious because I could see that as like a, you know, kind
2: of a a sticking con. point. So it's just yeah yeah. If they lasted longer, yeah, it might bug me. But I think because they're so brief that it's a nice.
1: So what you like go up to a door and the door won't open and you have to do a little mini game?
2: Basically, yeah. That's very good. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of. To, to turn things to a different uh direction of nerddom it makes me think of in d and d have you ever played like a sci-fi d d game where somebody wants to be the computer hacker but it means that a lot of the time they don't have anything to do yeah so i've created in the game i run where like let's say you're in a heated battle and the hacker needs to hack a door it's a multi-step role and they have to so they're mm. dig, they're having something they have to do each turn and so that's a high stress component right because if they fail a role okay it's going to take them another round to get in and what's And, you know, the the guards are coming and your other, you know, gun toting or lightsaber toting or whatever compatriots are having to fend off your aggressors while you hack the door. And so it feels like that to me. And I like it for that because it feels like an element that I value in gameplay where every everybody has something to do.
0: Gotcha.
1: Back to the the player class uh, thing. One more question on that for me, at least. What does everybody's favorite character Jar Jar Binks? What can he do? What is special about him?
2: You know what's funny is he kind of has a little bit of an
1: engineering role. Interesting. There, where he like He would do great in engineering school. No, I mean <laughs> I'm not saying
2: I'm not saying it it necessarily fits the character but as an example there's a side quest on Naboo where there are broken statues and you have to find the pieces to complete the statues, right? And the Jedi character have to use the force to lift them back into place. But then there's a puzzle where the statues start rotating and you have to press the buttons in the right order because you press one button and it makes all the statues rotate. So you have to press them in the right order to get them all lined up. Uh-huh. And Jar Jar is the one that has to do it, which is interesting to me. Because like, <laughs> oh, I bet a Gungan would know how to do this. And so you have to switch to Jar Jar and have him be the one to do it. I don't know why that decision was made, but at least it gives him something to do. There you go. Otherwise he wields a stick and beats on things and that's okay.
0: Did you, were you able to do this like tower defense type mission that was, was was that part of episode one? Goes oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yes, yes. I know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> yes. I've heard really good things about that specifically. I haven't done it yet, but. And it's funny that like
2: the way that they intercut that where like the, the Gungans fighting the battle droids is where a lot of comedy happens. Even in the movies, that's where a lot of comedy happens, right? But yeah, there's true. like you're bowling, you're bowling for droids <laughs> in that scene. It's kind of that's a really fun example of where they know they can let loose and they do where they know they can make it a lot of fun and they go for it. And of course, that's intercut with in the movies where the the run on the Trade Federation ship and also the battle between Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon and Darth Maul. And so they, yeah, no, that's a, that is a good one. That's a lot of fun. And it's, again, as you say, it's, there's these mini games. They have managed to fit in seamlessly and be like, oh yeah, this, this works. This is a lot of fun. It's a nice change of pace. It's very charming. I think if I had to sum up this game with, if I had to sum it up in one word, obviously we're going to spend an hour talking about it in the long run. But if I had (laughs) to sum it up in one word, it's such a charming game. That's
1: a really good way to describe it. Tyler, is there anything from the older games? you know, now they've made this and they've changed it, and now it's like the definitive version. Is there anything that you've noticed that you wish was still there? Not really, actually. like um they've
0: improved everything across bit, the board. Yeah, it was a bit overwhelming at first because it's just a totally different like experience. Like they flipped everything, like the world, the the hubs, like all of it it's 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 a lot different now. But there's nothing that I was like, oh, I can't believe they did this. Like, I, I will tell you something that was just a massive improvement from the old one. The uh, the characters that had blasters in the old ones, they're so bad. So you can't aim your blaster nothing. You just press the shoot button in the direction, and you hope that it hits the target that you're going for. And there's a lot of, like, you know, it does a lot of auto-aim stuff to make sure that that happens. Um, but in this one, you can aim. Like, you can yeah. aim your blaster and shoot things. And that was a huge improvement because I hated playing anyone with a blaster in the old ones. I would just switch right to, you know, a Jedi or who whoever. Some, someone just that didn't have a blaster because it was so bad. And then this one, I'm like, oh, I kind of like using the blaster. Again, not,
2: They've you know, they've taken the trappings. I'm going to use this term very loosely, quote unquote, more serious video games. <laughs> Shooters yeah. and open world games and things. They've taken those trappings and they've put it in this game in a way that's like familiar and fun you find yourself making positive comparisons to other really great games because of it. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's a lot of fun. I will say the only thing I've been replaying Breath of the Wild just because, because it's yeah. a nice way to feel like you're getting outside when you can't get outside.
0: <laughs>
2: so I did switch some of the controls in Lego Star Wars to be more like the controls from Breath of the Wild just because I found I was pushing all the wrong buttons all the time. But that's not, (laughs) that's not (laughs) anything to do with them programming it. That's just me having the, you know, the button, the particular buttons in my mind.
0: We need to lobby for like a universal, like jump button, a universal, like get on a horse button. (laughs) There was a couple games that came out around the same time where the same button to get on your horse was the same button that would make you like, uh, kick your horse or punch it. And so like people kept running into that issue when they were going back and forth. So man, Breath of the Wild, Mm, that sequel's coming 2023. Can't wait.
2: And to the credit of the Lego Star Wars folks, they realized, hey, just let's let people set their own controls to go in and configure their own controls. I mean, a lot of games won't give you that freedom. They don't let you do that. So to be able to be like, you know what? I'd actually prefer if Jump is X (laughs) because it's like (laughs) Zelda. Um, You know, I'd actually prefer if this was that. Then, yeah, no, it works. They, They seem to have thought of about everything, which is you can't always say that. But they really seem to have thought of everything.
1: There you have it. Lego Star Wars uh, Skywalker Saga. Perfect game. Best game ever. Daniel Barnett.
2: Uh, n- put it on I the would... box. Uh, yeah, put it on the box. And then people are like, who the hell is Daniel Barnett? Well, he he's Nerd Association. He's, on, the, he's on Nerd Association. Oh, he's got a podcast? Well, then let's listen to him.
0: <laughs>
2: no, I mean, I wouldn't call it the perfect game, but I mean it's it ticks all the boxes. I would say that if you're looking to play something... To, let's use Nintendo because that's what I'm most familiar with. If you're looking to play something more intense than Animal Crossing but less intense than Breath of the Wild, this is a like really good middle point where you feel like you're you're playing a fun game, but it's not too intense. There's not a whole lot to stress you out. It's it's the it's not super challenging, but it's very immersive. Yeah, it's just fun. And to me, like, I get that people like to play games that challenge their brains and challenge them to, like, be have quick reflexes and things. But if you just want to play a fun game, this is this is a pretty great example of that, at least in my opinion. Tyler, you're a more serious gamer. Like, where do you <laughs> come in on that?
0: I think for this particular game of, like, a, you know, like a slight collect-a-thon tied to a property that you really care about, I think this is like the textbook example of like how to make that game like it's so good it's also like one of those games that if you have you know like a a younger sibling or or a child and you want to sit down and play with them like this is a amazing game for that as well like it's not very challenging like you said
2: or Um, even somebody who's not as like into games but would play something that like they can grasp pretty quickly
0: and you can play together
2: i think that's a nice example
0: too absolutely um as far as like games that just like make you know put that smile on your face, I would say if you haven't played the new Kirby yet, Daniel, you really need to do that because <laughs> that game. Every time I play it, I'm just like smiling ear to ear, and it's it's just so cute. They do such great things. It's easy, it's really accessible, but it, but it also has that challenge if you're looking for it. Yeah, but also see really now solid. you
2: say that, but I recently heard you were talking crap about Paper Mario, and so I'm not sure how I, <laughs> how, how seriously <laughs> I can take your opinion when you're talking crap about Paper Mario. <laughs>
0: Hey, 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 go, go back and play Paper Mario today and tell me how you like it. All right.
2: I have been. And it, and it, well, I had such nostalgia. I, we're getting so far off topic. I don't care. <laughs> um, Paper Mario back in the day was one of my favorite games ever. And I still, oh. I still think it's great. And it's, is it the best made game of all? But it, it, de- it definitely like gets the nostalgia flowing for me. So go screw. It's- I will also say that about Banjo-Kazooie though. Like I've been, re- I replayed Banjo-Kazooie and had really fond memories of that game. And of course it's clunky in retrospect, but it ca- because it was made in 1996. What do you want? Sure.
0: <laughs> Kazoo- Kazooie is great. Tooie on the other hand, go yeah. back and play Tooie if you haven't.
2: No, I know. I know it's bad. I knew it was bad the first time around. Um, <laughs> I want to, I want to, before we let you go, uh, cause I know your time is running, it's running thin. I, yeah. uh, we can agree that this is, I think, you say yay or nay, that this is the, one of the best LEGO crossover games ever. Yes?
0: A, a million percent, yes. How a do we feel percent. about it in the, in the canon of Star Wars games? Well, they haven't... Oh, this is a t- very tough question, Daniel. <laughs> so, well, that's
2: why I brought you on, to ask you the tough question. <laughs> they,
0: they haven't given that much love outside of Fallen Order. Battle the Battlefront reboot and the Battlefront Two reboot were not very good. Yeah, Um, agreed. They did like another like Rogue Squadron type game, kind of. It was, yeah. It's just called Star Wars Squadrons. It was also mediocre. This I think is like okay, like they're getting. You know, this is a really good one to have for like if you're looking for like a modern day uh, Star Wars tie-in, you know, game. I think this is really really good. Going back in time, I mean, it's really hard because there's a lot of stuff there. You know, you got Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2. You have the old Battlefronts, which are very, very, very good. There's Republic Commando. There's just all kinds of really, really, really good games uh, from back in the day, Star Wars. I really do think that with the most recent stuff that has happened with the Star Wars license and in the gaming space. So EA used to have it, and now it's kind of distributed across a bunch of different developers. Sure. I think the future is very bright for Star Wars games because of that. And I think this one, this game will be one of those ones that we kind of loop into that. Like, Oh, this is when the Star Wars games got good. Like it'll be looped into that, like Fallen so order. It, it definitely gets to Star. show
2: up at the Star Wars games reunion in your opinion.
0: Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
2: Yeah. I would say, and I would even argue, and, and this, some people will want to crucify me for this. Um, I, I replayed KOTOR not too long ago and it's, it's a good game. It's a very good game. It's clunkier than you remember.
0: <laughs> oh, it, it is extremely clunky. I um, no, no. It,
2: and And for being so good in story, it is, yeah, I think people. Uh, that's one of those games that people have really fond memories of. And then if you go back and play it now and you're like, oh, actually, gameplay has gotten a lot more intuitive since then, hasn't it?
0: Oh, yeah. The good news is, though, they are going to remake it.
2: Yes, they are. For better
0: oh, or sorry. worse. <laughs> yeah, true, true.
2: You know, I would say fallen order in my ranking is probably I's probably the best Star Wars game. And again, someone might come for me on that, just get out of here. I don't care. But this is way up there. Again, not from a challenging nerd ponage standpoint. You don't get to pwn noobs. Uh, but you it is just it just tickles it just tickles the right places as far as nostalgia and sm- smile factor and charm and humor. It's just yeah, it does all the right things. It's the kind of positive, fun gameplay we need in this day and age, quite frankly. (laughs) And I think that's where if you want to go play a game where you're just constantly getting killed and everything's drab and dark and there's depression and scare and like, but that's the real world. We don't need more of that. I don't uh, you can keep your Elden Ring. I don't need that. Yeah. Look out the (laughs) window, man. I don't need Elden Ring. Uh, (laughs) I don't need a game to frustrate me. I've got plenty of things in my real life that frustrate me. We just need lego real world That's now right. oh gosh yeah sims but lego <laughs> get on that game developers oh, yeah. all right well it, it has been a pleasure having you on nerd association tyler thank you so much for lending your expertise and your knowledge about uh, the wider gaming sphere we will have to have you back on anytime there's something that frank frankly chops and i aren't qualified to talk about <laughs> in the gaming space uh, if folks want to find you out in, in the internet world where do they track you down
0: yeah, so first of all, just thank you so much. It's been really fun, and I always love talking about video games, so it's great. Um, yeah, if you're interested in finding out like what I'm up to or l- listen to me talk about more about video games, uh, like I mentioned before, I do this thing called Video Game Club. It's part of Bombchu. It's on uh, YouTube, Spotify, all the things. It's a podcast that we do every two weeks where we beat a game and discuss it. Uh, it's pretty fun. It's just like a book club, but for video games. Um, I'm on Twitter, Twitch, all the things, uh, Pseudo Shadow. Or Pseudo Shadow nineteen, depending if that name was taken already, but you'll 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 find me. I'm on there. But yeah, that's me and thank you just so much. I I absolutely loved it and yeah, looking forward to uh talking about some games some more. That's right.
2: If you are out there in listening land and you wanna tell us what games you'd love to hear us talk about, whether they're Revisiting old favorites or something coming up, you can find us on Twitter. We are nerdassoc, N-E-R-D underscore A-S-S-O-C. You can also reach out to us via email, nerdassoc at gmail.com. Let us know what you'd like to hear us talk about. You could even suggest show topics and come on and be our nerd. We love to have people on the show like Tyler to talk about things that they are nerds about. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.